Good morning. Welcome to Schuler Science. I'm Michelle Schuler, and I'm the host of this broadcast. And I just wanted to say that um, I've been out of my classroom for all of, oh, I don't know, 24 hours. And I'm already thinking about how I'm going to be doing or what I'm going to be doing this summer for professional development because anybody who ever said teachers have the summers off are incredibly misinformed. We usually spend our summers writing lessons, investigating ways to improve prior lessons, and going to workshops and seminars. I'm going to be actually giving a presentation at the National Science Teachers uh, STEM Expo in July. So I'm busy. Uh, We're all busy all the time. We never stop. It's terrible. We need a life. Anyway, I thought... Where do teachers like to spend their summers? They like to spend it at pools and on the beach. And so I'm going to start a series this summer of podcasts um, for professional development at the pool. And I promise that I will try to keep all of those under five minutes. So while you're sitting at the beach, at the pool, and relaxing a little bit, you can plug in your earphones and uh, get a little professional development in. And then you can say you were productive this summer. Um, one of the first topics I want to talk about is um, our ESOL kids. Um, I prefer to call them emerging bilinguals now. I spent a semester uh, last fall learning about how to be more culturally relevant and how to reach this dynamic population that we have that's growing all the time. Because I get kids who can speak fluent English, and I get kids who speak no English. I have Spanish speakers, Chinese speakers, Portuguese speakers, and I had an Urdu student this past year. So one of the first things I did was learned how to say good morning in all of those languages. Um, And it made such a difference when the kids walked in the door. Um, Being able to greet a student in their native language is so important to making that first connection to them and showing them that you actually care that they're present. They may not understand anything else coming out of your mouth, but they will understand good morning and a recognition that they're present. Um, My other thing is I'm a middle school teacher, and uh, when we get new kids in, we pair them up with another native speaker. And that's really important because most of the time you can use that to your advantage in the classroom. And sometimes it's not something that you can do in your classroom. Um, English speaking students who are struggling in a content are anxious and ready and willing and able usually to work with other students who are native speakers. However, I caution you, once they become friends, that pairing doesn't always work. Um, They will get off topic, and you may not understand a word that they are saying, but you can tell by body language and what they're doing if they're on task. Initially, though, it's the greatest thing to do, Um, and it helps your bilingual students to learn content because we already know pedagogy theory speaks to the fact that we learn when we scaffold, we learned, we learn more when we teach it. So having a bilingual student teaching content to a native student makes 
them a stronger student. And that is really awesome. I saw uh, exponential growth this year when I paired students together um, in content for science, because that's what I teach. And um, it was great until they became friends. But by that point in time, the newer students who were still learning English um, became more independent, they became more confident, and they were able to do more on their own. Um, I use STEM pedagogy in my classroom, and for any that'll be a totally different topic on a totally different day. But STEM pedagogy allows for that hands-on piece that uh, really grows confidence and language and vocabulary. Um, emerging bilinguals will learn how to speak English rather quickly. However, they will not be ready with content vocabulary and they will struggle with reading on grade level. Most of our emerging bilinguals come to us with gaps in their instruction in their native language. That's not always true. And sometimes we can provide them with translated versions of work. There's so many um, pieces available to us on the internet, which is a beautiful thing. But we also have to understand that these students can read in their native language if they have even a first or second grade reading level in their native language, they have the decoding skills that we all come to the table with when we're learning how to read. And we need to make sure that they can do some reading, even at the basic level in their native language. So I would really want you to think about how can you take the native language in your content and the English in your content and put them together in a way that makes sense to your emerging bilinguals. And also make sure that you find someone in the classroom that you can pair them with um, who is bilingual and have them work together as frequently as possible. And both students will grow as a result of that work. If you have any other questions, um, I can continue this topic another time, but I promise to keep my poolside professional developments to five minutes. So we are just about at that point. Um, you can email me at Miss Schuler Science Teacher. That's M S period Schuler S C H U L E R Science Teacher all together at gmail.com. I know it's a super long email address. I really didn't think that through. But please email me if you have any questions or comments about how to integrate um, your content with your uh, bilingual population, and I'd be happy to answer. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of the day at the pool.